0: What is good, Alaska? Believe it or not, you are listening to the midweek edition of this Must Read Alaska podcast. I know it's been a while. I've got plenty of excuses. I'm never running out of those, but I'm not going to give those to you. The bottom line is, is I've been away and I'm glad to be back and I'm glad to be back with you. Today, but before we move any further, you know my spiel. This is my shtick. Every time we start this podcast, if you have a minute, I'd love for you to give us a five star review. It helps tremendously with search engine optimization. It increases our podcast in the iTunes and Google podcast rankings. and the works, it also makes it easier for people to find the Must Read Alaska podcast in general. So if you could do that, we appreciate our listeners. You guys have been tremendous. Help us out. We're trying to get to 100. I think at the last time I checked, we're at 82. So we're about 18, I'd say reviews. Eh, I'd say we're about 18 five-star reviews away from hitting that 100 mark. And listen, if you have another minute, we'd love for you to give us a written review as well. You guys have been overwhelmingly positive. It is great to hear from you, and we do appreciate your support as we continue to try to provide the best entertaining and news content we can. And again, I know what you want. You want the facts. And so we're going to give that to you today. And this is really going to be an extension of the Monday podcast. Now, if you haven't been privy to the Monday podcast Suzanne Downing, our fearless leader, and, and John Quick do an excellent job. I produced that podcast. And this week, we had a doozy for you. We had breaking news from a 1 p.m. quote, special, end quote, assembly meeting that nobody knew about. It was very, very minimally publicized. And there's probably good reason for that, particularly what came out of that. So let's just of let's kind of go through the details. Let's go through the rundown. It was announced that there was going to be a special assembly meeting on Monday. It was at the very end of what was published by the assembly. Uh, And again, it was for good reason. But Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning, there was absolutely no agenda items for what was going to be discussed at the special meeting. Now, keep in mind, that meeting was Monday at 1 p.m. And somewhere between 11:45 and 12:15, the agenda finally came out. And what did it surround it? What was the agenda all about? Well, it was about mass mandates. And there was this ordinance that was going to be presented. And bottom line is this: the ordinance is a sweeping mass mandate for essentially everyone within the municipality, every resident that lives within the municipality that's above the age of two. Now, we can go through a lot of this, and we will. I've got the ordinance here. I've got a draft of it. And there's some interesting things in here that we'll go through. But the bottom line is this, is that this was done sort of cloak and dagger. It was done in a way that really prevented the public from having any say in it. Now, thankfully, Suzanne and Must Read Alaska got a lot of information out. So there was about a dozen or so people that were able to come in and publicly speak about the ordinance that was just... Um, released a draft of it at least and thanks to must read alaska and primarily suzanne uh, people were able to at least give some feedback at that point but this was really a meeting that was guised as uh no big deal nothing to see here it it just goes to the sliminess of what politics can do i mean you're trying to go Midnight's cloak and dagger behind the scenes push something that has a massive impact on the municipality in this community. And so they were trying to pass through this to get it into the agenda for September 28th meeting. And, And they did just that. Uh, if you haven't had the opportunity, you should go to Must Read Alaska. There's plenty of video, both on our YouTube and our Facebook page, about some of the testimony that was given there. And there was some very interesting testimony, but there's also something else that's very interesting. It's just the fact that when you look at the draft, there's a lot of things that are not uh, that are not actually in the draft. Number one, there's no official AO number in there. So the draft, as I have it and currently stands, it's AO number 2021 20, nothing. The other thing, it was submitted by the Assembly member who is officially under recall right now, Meg Zelotel. Now, I don't know if this is a strategic move because maybe the Assembly looks at the recall efforts that are being made for Meg and say, hey, listen, you got nothing to lose here. You may not even be a part of this group by the time that recall effort happens in October. But nonetheless... She submits what is only to be considered a sweeping mask mandate. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. That's exactly what it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is a sweeping mask mandate for every resident within the municipality. Every resident. And if you're reading the draft, there are numerous whereas's here before you actually get to the mandate. And John and Suzanne on Monday spoke A lot about the whereas there is a lot of very interesting political left leading ideology within this whereas and and they use the Biden mandates they use um, Dr. Uh, Let me see here as we're scrolling through here Dr. Savitt um, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly but there are a lot of whereas is here. And I would encourage you, we have this on the Must Read Alaska website as well. Um, It's under the title, Breaking Power Grabbing Assembly Looks to Total Control Mass Mandate for Anchorage. And embedded within the body of the text is the ability to download the draft AO, the draft ordinance. And it is quite literally about, I'm looking at right now, probably almost four and a half pages of whereas basis sort of laying the groundwork for why this ordinance is even being considered or brought in and then you get to page four line 13 where they actually talk about the mandates talk about what they're trying to put into this ordinance and it's very interesting and there's a lot of really weird stuff in here but there's some key things that are missing okay so let's just kind of break this all down and there's some humor in here, so you know what? it's not gonna all be all be drab and and bad and whatnot, but there are some things that we do need to talk about. And I'm gonna hit on two very interesting points at the end here. But as we look through the ordinance, there's a couple different things. Number one, I'm gonna read from the draft. Now, again, this is a draft, it's subject to change, and it's also subject to addition and or subtraction. But let's let's get into it. The essential mandate is this: section three. Page four, line 29, which starts. All individuals must wear masks or face coverings over their noses and mouths when they are A, indoors in public settings or communal spaces outside the home, or B, outdoors at large, crowded public events. Now, this comes into play because lower down in the ordinance, they give some of these definitions of what these terms mean. Moving on. Unvaccinated individuals are additionally encouraged, not required, but encouraged to wear masks at all outdoor public gatherings. Now, you're probably asking yourself, I thought that was the mandate. Well, when we get into the definitions of some of these things, it leaves a lot of ambiguity. And it's it's to finish it off, uh, encouraged to wear masks at all outdoor public gatherings, regardless of size. Now, they give some amendments here. It says A on line 35 of page 4. A face shield is generally not permitted in lieu of a mask or face covering, as face shields are less effective in stopping the spread of COVID 19. However, face shields may be permitted in lieu of a mask or face covering for the following individuals, okay? And it lists them. Uh, Number one, individuals cannot tolerate a mask due to physical or mental disability. Two, individuals who are communicating with someone who is deaf or hard of hearing three individuals performing an activity that cannot be conducted or safely conducted while wearing a mask. For example, a driver experiencing foggy glasses, a dental, I mean, is that uh, yeah, a dental patient receiving care or equipment operator where the risk is dangerous of entanglement. Number four, employers must make sure employees who are present in the workplace have access to and wear masks or face coverings when the public or unvaccinated co-workers. What's interesting there is the addition of unvaccinated code workers. Now we're starting to get to the point where we're going to be distinguishing people. And this mandate, it is a mandate, is starting to do that. The language within the ordinance is starting to differentiate between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And let me tell you, it seems harmless to start. Oh, yeah, of course, you're unvaccinated co-workers. But let me tell you this. I have been just amazed as the lack of logic that's going on here. And you know why it's a lack of logic? I've just come to realization is that we, as a a group of people, have decided that whatever people say without actually doing the research our own is is fact. And of course, we enter into our own echo chambers, and what does that do? That just breeds like, oh yeah, my idea is right, my idea is right, I don't need to research it. And I would say that for both sides. This is a not. This is a very partisan view of this. However, however, here's what I'm starting to notice: the unvaccinated are being treated now like second-class citizens, and what I mean by that is they are starting to be parsed out and removed. They're starting to have to go through more hoops and more obstacles because they don't want to be vaccinated. Here's the problem: logic would dictate that's not necessary at all. We have been told from day one that the vaccine is extremely effective, that those who are vaccinated would not have to worry about the um, the ability to contract COVID, which we know is not true, and we could talk about that in a minute. But also now this public display of hatred and vitriol towards the unvaccinated is ramping up, and you're going to see this in this ordinance. You're going to see it. It's minor language. It's not overtly out there to get the unvaccinated, but the language in there is starting to separate the general public and or the unvaccinated as opposed to the vaccinated. And so here we go. And I would dare say that it will be interesting to hear when people have the public testimony and it's discussed within the assembly because we all know in public testimony, whenever we ask the assembly a question, None of them answer because they don't actually want to answer because they don't actually care. Some of them do. Some of them will answer. But those who we really want to have answers from will not do so. So the true proof in the pudding is going to be when the discussion happens within the Assembly live and in person and on record about why this mandate is being enacted. And I'm going to tell you, it would not surprise me if the unvaccinated are used as an excuse for this ordinance. It would not surprise me. The language in this draft is subtly alluding to that very much. Okay? And it doesn't have to be overtly vaccinated. It doesn't have to say, hey, we're, we're looking to get you vaccinated. It's, it's the subtextual stuff that you're reading in here. And listen, anybody that wants to tell me, oh, you're reading too much into it, just look. Just look at what's going on around the country right now. Just look at it. I'll give you an example. Page one, line 11. Whereas the CDC's updated guidelines includes a recommendation that all people, including fully vaccinated people, wear a mask in public indoor settings in areas of substantial or high transmission of COVID-19. Interesting. But I thought we were told that the vaccine would prevent us from having to worry about not just transmission, but also issues with those who are non-vaccinated. Like, if you're vaccinated, wouldn't that preclude you from having to worry about anybody who is unvaccinated? The logic here is just a little bit difficult for me. It's just difficult for me to understand. Now, I'm all for vaccines. As a matter of fact, get a vaccine, not get a vaccine. I think that's one of the joys of being in this country is that we get to make personal choices about what we put in our body. And I said that specifically what we put in our body. But I'm telling you, this is beginning to turn into an us versus them. And this has the undertones of that. It's just the first, the first stage of this. And of course, within the whereas they start to go after Bronson and, and this is no surprise at all if you look at page number three and starting in line 30 whereas mayor bronson when interviewed about the challenges the municipality is facing with regard to the effects of COVID 19 especially hospital capacity he responded i don't know what more we can do consistent with his stance to not to not to institute which is i don't know who did the grammar here but it's brutal i'm sorry it is really brutal Municipal area-wide mandates applicable to individuals and private businesses. Well, this is the problem. We're doing overreaches. This is the problem that we have with Biden's mandates from the federal level. There is a gross overreach at the federal level from the executive branch and now at the local level here of the legislative branch. It's a gross overreach, just bottom line. And we're not being truthful here. Let's be honest. Most of the most of the issues we're not even talking about especially when it comes to hospitalizations. If you're unfamiliar with what's going on here in Alaska, I can tell you this because my wife has worked in the healthcare industry and still has connections to it here in Anchorage. And I'm telling you right now, the worker shortage is a massive player in what's going on. Don't get it twisted. A massive player in what's going on. It is. It is. And we're using, we're using the cover of, oh, the hospitals are just overwhelmed. I'm sure they are. You're, you're having COVID cases, absolutely. I don't deny that. And I don't think anybody would. You also have hunting issues, four-wheeling issues. I mean, generally speaking, this time in Alaska obviously has a lot going on with hunting and outdoor activities. So, yeah, I am sure the hospitals are having a difficult time right now. But to negate the fact that the hospitals are also having an issue with staffing, because the hospitals have said that through the entire pandemic early on in the early 2020 year, all the way through before the vaccine was approved by the FDA, frontline workers were asked asked to work and administer patients and and work with patients and those who were COVID-19 positive without a vaccination and then those same hospitals turn around and then mandate the vaccination for those same workers who are like wait a minute we went through the entire almost 2020 into 2021 without actually having to have to take a vaccine and now you're mandating it after all of this so they're leaving it's not rocket science people it's not they're leaving Because they're being forced. And it's now it's hit the federal level. And listen, if you don't think there are liars in politics, which I doubt many of you do, but look no further than Joe Biden, who is—you can't get away with anything anymore. Just let me tell you, you you really can't get away with anything. Videos, videos of that entire administration— talking about the fact they would never force and mandate a vaccine. And what did they do? Just that. If you can't promise something, don't. Don't. You look bad. And it's hard to imagine that part of this, I'm just going to talk a little bit at a federal level, part of these mandates and the fact that they're they're now this has been on the spotlight is to take away from what's going on in Afghanistan. I mean, I think we're all pretty evident that the Biden administration is taking hit after hit because of poor decision after poor decision and things are coming out about how destructive the administration has been. But regardless regardless this has been a disaster for that administration and now it's trickling down to local government. And we have this new ordinance that's going to be introduced so let's keep moving on they didn't give the examples of when the ordinance doesn't apply of course we talked about it being for two years and younger but additionally anybody in a daycare setting that serves preschool children are encouraged but not required to wear a mask so if your kid's in a daycare two to five not an issue if you're a daycare worker not an issue those incarcerated in police custody inside a courtroom should follow guidance particular to their location or institution. Presenters, musicians, other communicating to an audience or being recorded if they are 10 feet from the audience and all members of the audience are wearing masks or face coverings. Interesting. Individuals removing their mask or face coverings to eat, drink, or briefly scratching an itch. Now, why is that Interesting. Why do we need to put that in there? That's such a weird thing. And if, if you think I'm kidding, line, it's page 5, it starts, it starts on line 21 into 22. It's no joke. As a matter of fact, it was so good that if you go to Must Read Alaska under the headline, Good news, with Anchorage's proposed mask ordinance, you can remove your mask to, quote, scratch an itch. We've got incredible, just, I mean, I love our people here. We get things done so quickly. It, it it literally, it literally took us, I don't know, thirty minutes to get this out. That's how creative and in- we have such we have great people. Let me just put it that way. We have a shirt for sale. The mass exemption, exemption briefly scratching in its shirt. Uh, I would highly recommend you buying it. It is hilarious, and it just goes to show you that you know what we got a sense of humor. But yes, in the the draft of a potential official ordinance. Page four, starting in line 21 into 22, individuals removing their mask or face coverings to eat, drink, or briefly scratch an itch. Now, we think it's funny about the briefly scratching an itch deal, but the reality is this. What this is actually saying is you must wear masks at the table unless you're eating or drinking. That's it. What did I tell you about that unvaccinated versus vaccinated rearing its ugly head? Let's look at page four again, section F, line 27. Fully vaccinated employees working in a separate, separate room from the public and unvaccinated workers. Employers wishing to utilize this exemption must verify their employees' vaccination status in a manner consistent with workplace anti-discrimination laws. What? 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 Let me read that again, folks. You think I was kidding? This is the crudetile right here. Page four, section F, starting in line 27. I'm going to read it again. Fully vaccinated employees, distinguishing, working in a separate room, separated from the public and, ding, 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 unvaccinated workers. Employers wishing to utilize this exemption, you ready for this one, must verify their employees' vaccination status, must ask them about their personal health care choice in a manner consistent with workplace anti-discrimination laws. What about that? What about Section F starting at line 27 all the way through 30 is consistent with any anti-discrimination laws? Nothing. What a bunch of bullcrap. I'm telling you, folks, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Section 7, page 6. When the Municipality of Anchorage is in the substantial or high alert level of community transmission of COVID-19 as defined by Section B, the Municipality of Anchorage shall, let's go to Section E, line 20, allow employees to get tested and vaccinated on work time. A little incentive for you. Just a little bit. Come on. Do you see what I see? Do I need to pull it out? This is absolutely ridiculous. Finally, I'm going to go to page seven. Well, it starts in six, section 11, line 46, definitions. Oh, we start to get into definitions. What is a mask? It's a medical grade mask. Is that an N95 mask? Is that medical grade only? Face covering, cloth, polyurethane, paper, or other face coverings that cover the nose and mouth and that rest snugly above the nose. Face shields, large crowd public events means events such as live performances, parades, sporting events, bringing together a multitude of individuals from different households where six feet of social distance or physical distance between household groups is not maintained. And then we have this. Page 7. Section D and E, D starts in 13, E starts in 18, line 18. Fully vaccinated. Individual is an individual, again, love the grammar, who has received a COVID-19 vaccine where at least two weeks have lapsed since receipt of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine or two weeks since the second dose of the Moderna or Pfizer vaccines. Unvaccinated individuals means any individual who is not fully vaccinated. Folks, beyond this being a sweeping a sweeping mass mandate for the entire municipality and all of its residents this is the beginning of the divide between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated mark my words you think i'm telling you if you think this is not dividing the two you are wrong you need to read the language of this ordinance Get past the terrible grammar and the inability to proofread and look at the fact that they are starting to distinguish between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. You are able to huddle together all you vaccinated people in a separate room away from the public and the unvaccinated. And those that they're saying are unvaccinated are part of the same organization. They are starting to weed and separate. And I'm telling you what, that is not a great way to go. When you start to distinguish between those who make personal healthcare decisions. And again, the irony of the fact. The irony of the fact that those who are pro-choice have a differentiating view on this vaccination issue. The irony is not lost. And I will debate anybody on that. But I am telling you, folks. This is some scary stuff here. This is some really maniacal stuff. And it, it's it's between the lines. And I encourage you, read what this ordinance, in all of its terrible grammar and misspelling and, and lack of proofreading, read it and understand this. It's the first of many to come. It's the first of many to come. There is going to be a divide and it's happening nationwide. And now it's hit our local politics. Lastly, I've got to say that this mass mandating thing is kind of ironic because our boy over here, Christopher Constant, the man who keeps giving on social media, has continued to do so in the fact that he just hangs out with people who aren't masked. I mean, practice what we preach, right? Is it what's good for the goose, good for the gander? Or is it more of do as I say, not as I do? Of course, you can check this all out on must-read Alaska, under the article Rules for the Little People. Assembly member Constant pokes fun of masks, jokes with buddies about masking his log before contact. Here's the reality. It's very, very much like the Emmys, when you had a bunch of rich people sitting around, maskless, enjoying their time. It's do as I say, not as I do. And Christopher Constant is one of the poster children of this. The idea that you're going to put a sweeping mass mandate on the entire municipality and yet you're out there hobnobbing, which is fine. Listen, Chris, I have no problem with you going out and enjoying yourself, going out and having a drink over at the local watering hole, going out to eat with... Don't get me wrong. Hear me out here, man. If you're listening to this, maybe you are, maybe you're not. But I have no problem with you doing that. What I have a problem with is you doing that and then coming in in agreeing and pushing forward an ordinance that would prevent me from doing the same. And if you can't see not just the irony, but the stupidity and lack of self-awareness in that, I'm sorry, my friends. Here's your sign. All right, well, we got serious today, but I do recommend you getting that, that new swag here at must read alaska and it is a beautiful piece of swag the mass exemption briefly scratching an itch t-shirt which again can be found on must read alaska under the guise of good news with Anchorage's proposed mask or an itch you can remove your mask to scratch an itch or just go to the shop link up at the top there listen that's it for me today i'm done rambling i did try to give you all the facts read from the draft as brutal as it was and i'm telling you this is concerning to me. It's not even just about the sweeping mass mandate. It's about the language used within the ordinance. And if you don't believe me, go check it out for yourself. Okay? Check it out for yourself. Listen, we want to thank all of you, all our supporters, readers, and listeners. You guys have been incredible. If you haven't, go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Rumble, YouTube, uh, The Works all under the same handle, must read Alaska one word. If you love what we do and want to help us continue to provide you content, please think about donating. Every little bit helps. does not matter. You can find the donation button on MustReadAlaska.com on the top right. But for myself and everybody here at Must Read Alaska, thank you so much. And until next week, Anchorage. Till next week, Alaska. Hold on, because it's about to get bumpy. Take care.